Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Oh, it's oh. old chuckle bags here with uh, our Speak introduction. For yeah, well, you know, uh, here with our introduction. <laughs> I wasn't referring to you for a change. <laughs> their introduction to food bites with Sarah Patterson, mm. who isn't known anywhere as old chuckle bags. I was referring no. to myself because I know the sponsor of this program will have a very large smile on her face. Demon supporter Janet for and worked at the club and uh, knew a lot of the the players mm. and the and the Danahers and the people who've been involved at the club for many years. Janet. Was an integral part of that club, and uh, she'll have a smile on her face a mile wide, and uh, and good on you, and enjoy. Well done, and jolly good show. And I'm so sorry to the Bulldogs supporters, and yourself included, hurting, Kevin. Hurting a little, but not devastated. Just hurting a little. The better team on the day, yeah, spanked the, the Bulldogs. Simple mm. as that. So, Janet, to you, congratulations yes. and enjoy. Why don't you have a a bottle of champagne and some cheese. A big cheese platter to celebrate. <laughs> yes, and, and get someone to make the cheese for you. Don't do it yourself, but you can do it yourself if you want to. Mm. Five two eight two one nine eight four. Sing, it's a grand old flat. <laughs> and you think I'm not sick of that? <laughs> or just uh, jump on cheeselinks.com.au. You can order yourself all the latest equipment. You can. You Check might have to out. put up with the Melbourne theme song being played in the background. But, but you, you know. can make your own cheese in your very own kitchen. And if you're locked down, it's the only way yeah. to fly. Cheeselinks.com.au, all the social media platforms and the yes. all-important phone number 52821984. And don't forget yogurt makers, mm. good gift ideas. Now, a guest today who joins us shortly uh, is uh, the star of uh, the Channel 10 show. The Living Room. The Living Room. What a good show that is. It's terrific. That's and it's a very on. popular so- show. It's a bit like well, when you compare it like a show like Better Homes and Gardens. It's just been going on for ages because yeah. the formula and the format just works. Yep. And um, and they're four very likable and different, but uh, but intertwined human beings. And one of them, Barry Dubois, is going to join us today to have a chat. We've had Chris Brown on previously. <laughs> it's look, this is a really enlightening chat too yeah, with uh, with Barry. It's, it's really, really going to make you um, perhaps reassess quite a few things about your life. I know we all complain about lockdown and the pandemic, but someone like Barry, um, and as he will tell us, he really has got a handle on the preciousness of life given yep. his cancer diagnosis. And uh, I think it's a, it's a, going to be a really compelling listen. Yep. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, and I know you will. Uh, Barry Dubois from The Living Room on Channel 10 joins us now. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. How are you? Yeah, I'm going good, mate. Oh, we want to thank you for your time. Um, are you in lockdown? Uh, well, I'm in Bondi Beach. Um, yeah, it's lockdown uh, for for the wealthy class, uh, which isn't that bad. I think uh, if you really want my opinion on this, I think these lockdowns are very uh, unfair and uh, lopsided. Like I said, I live in Bondi. I literally do whatever I like. Yeah, and I'm, I guess there are and, worse and places got- to be. Yeah, well, I've got, I come from the western suburbs of Sydney and, and I've got friends out there that are beautiful, good, humanitarian, perfect people and are literally being treated like animals and it disgrace, it disgusts me. There certainly is. I mean, we're in lockdown Melbourne and there's certainly a sense of, of flatness. Kevin and I were just discussing it before. It's it's really bloody hard yakka. It is. I mean, I, I, I'm someone who's had a, uh, a lot of experience around dealing with Stress and uh, and mental illness, and and even in my privileged situation, I'm finding it tough. But uh, as I said, I've got great friends in Melbourne, and I think you guys have done it tougher than even us. Uh, well, definitely tougher than me. And uh, 
lives out for a lot longer. So, I, you know, I think it's very difficult. Um, and yep, uh, don't know if I'd like to be managing the whole thing, but yeah, <laughs> I don't right. think it's. I don't think it's that easy uh, for anyone. Barry, one of the impacts of lockdown nationwide, whichever state you're in, has been that a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't spend a lot of time in the kitchen have found themselves cooking up a storm. Has that been the case for you? Well, not, not me personally. My wife's an amazing cook. Uh, chef, well, she's not a chef. She's a cook. She's an amazing cook, though. But uh, again, because of homeschooling and um, the, the rigours and, and the, you know, the time that takes, what we've tried to do wherever possible, and I don't know if people all over the country can do it, but we're really trying to support our local restaurants. And uh, at least three times a week, we get a service from different restaurants where things are sort of semi or completely prepared and you just got to sort of heat a few things up and, and, and prepare it. So you know, we're, we're doing our best to, to share the load and, and share the love. But um, yeah, I'm very lucky. Generally, my wife's an amazing cook, doesn't matter what the situation. You talk very fondly about your uh, your beautiful children, and and you have seen mm. that you feel like your your life started again when when they were born. How have you find, found the challenges of homeschooling? Yeah, again, I'm I'm blessed that uh, my wife most <laughs> of that. I'm the good cop out of yeah. good cop bad cop team. Uh, Aren't all dads? They, uh, I think all dads are, yeah. are they? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, uh, probably. Uh, they they call me that. Uh, you know your favourite word, Daddy. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think when a nine year old's telling you that, you're in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> but that, no, but it, I love every second of it. I mean, it's been a real insight. I, I'm not one. Although we started this conversation with saying that there's been a bit of a burden for me with my mental health around this lockdown. Uh, I will. Uh, qualify that by saying typically of me I'm trying to do 10 things at once and um, and my run for Senate is taking up a lot mm. of time so uh, and adding to the stresses but that's just who I am but I have enjoyed um, the fact that I get to see how differently my children learn and mm. um, my wife and I spend a lot of time talking about it and uh, talking about how we want to go forward in the future after this amazing experience of spending literally 24 hours of the day with the children. And, mm-hmm. and a big part of that is with the schooling of, and their education. How are you going? At, uh, what are they in, grade three or grade four? Yeah, the nine-year-old twins, Bennett and Arabella. They're in grade three, I think they call it these days. And, um, yeah, they go really well. Arabella, like most girls, thinks laterally, has a better comprehension uh, mm-hmm. than most well, definitely me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and uh, and um, Ben, it's a little bit like me. Um, uh, he he can bog down on the written word pretty quickly and, and, and lose um, the path, if you will. Uh, I'm not sure if you know, but I, I suffer with dyslexia. No, I don't suffer. I have dyslexia. Mm. And um, so it's very hard for me to comprehend the written word uh, when I'm reading it. If we have a discussion, I'll probably never forget this discussion as long as I live. But... The written word's another thing for me, and Ben is very similar in that sense. So um, what I've realized watching him has helped me because I can see as he's reading or learning or, or going down a new path, if he goes off the path a little bit, it, it can get he can go a long way off the path very quickly, and I'm like that. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky as a designer and, and, a, and a manager of, of business. Um, what I've realized is that, I'm very conscience, conscious that I don't go off too far in one direction without 
rechecking myself, but it's very. And, but I've got sixty-one years of experience under my belt, and um, trying to um, trying to help a nine-year-old with that is is yeah, it's challenging, but it's it's interesting as well. Did you pass grade four when you did grade four, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I was a failure. Yeah. I, I'm 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 not proud to say, it, but I say it loudly and openly. I I couldn't. I got nothing from school. Yep. The 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 one size fits all system didn't fit me in any regard. And um, with that, I left school. I couldn't read or write. I was I was naturally very good at math. Um, but you know, today my nine year olds read and write better than I do. Yeah. So, um, but I learn other skills. Um, and um, you know, I, uh, I I'm not a I'm not a lawyer or a surgeon, but uh, I can get my way around the world. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Barry, you more than most people would would have um, a grasp on the preciousness of life. I mean, we're talking about lockdown, we're talking about how hard it is, but for you, and I mean, your cancer diagnosis has been well publicised. Um, yeah. Is, are you a man, given your diagnosis, that you, you just take every day as it comes? Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, um, this pandemic or whatever you want to call it and, and all, the, all the hurdles of life are hurdles of life. Mm. And um, we get over them, and if we're smart, we'll learn from them. If, um, yeah, uh, and I've learned from everything that's happened to me, and I'm um, learning from this as well. And just, you know, not to get too political, but I don't believe in 18 months that people that are politicizing this pandemic have learned anything from it. And I quite frankly don't think they want to learn anything from it. They just want to mm. um, politicize it and try and take points from it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just saying uh, just to a, to a friend today, why does everything have to have a political bent? We're allowed to just be angry for the sake of being angry. Why does it have to be justified or politicized? Yeah, well, that's the culture of our society now. We've uh, and and it's one of the reasons I'm running for the Senate, and I and I, I promise I won't keep bogging back down on that. <laughs> but it is about our culture uh, for the last forty years since the late seventies when they changed the voting system in the Senate. We've we've created a culture within the governance of our society that it's a dog eat dog world. Uh, you don't collaborate, uh, and you're all fighting for the same lobbyist dollars. So you do whatever it takes to get that. Um, that uh, has trickled down into our society a little bit. And what that does is create quite a division in society. So if there's an argument, there's no room for cohesion or discussion. There's only uh, hatred and disrespect and divisiveness. Our leaders are fueling that radically and... Um, uh, therefore, what that means is the people that believe one thing uh, are screaming louder. The people that believe another thing are screaming louder. And whilst they're both wrong and right to an extent, and I'm not going to get too much into that, yeah. no one's talking. No one's using the skill that has got us to where we are today, and that's conversation, uh, intelligent debate, and, um, and compromise and cohesion. And Barry, you've also said regarding um, your your political um, per, um, aspirations is that uh, Australians aren't looking out for each other in the way that they used no, to. Well, they they're not. I mean, be, because our our government doesn't look out for for us. 
And, and, and I'm not taking one side or the other. I think, and I don't even blame the parties as such, but the system has allowed uh, parties to look out for themselves, not look out yeah. for the people. Yeah. You know, we forget too easily what the word Commonwealth means. And, and it means literally the wealth of a country administered by government to all. Mm. And what has happened with the change in, in uh, the voting system, we have the, the gatekeeper of legislation, that's the Senate. Uh, it's populated by the same people that are in the House of Representatives. And the idea of the Senate is to uh, scrutinise and keep the checks and balances in the legislation that become a, a, a effectively a life sentence to our culture. But when you've got your best mate marking your exam paper, and if he passes, you both get a pay rise, mm. it's very easy to forget the common in the commonwealth. Yeah, uh, uh, no, very sensible. You know, I don't know how you expect to go anywhere in politics with that sensible attitude, Barry. <laughs> You're just going to have to get rid of that because it just, logic and sensibility just isn't going to work. I've got to ask, what fueled, no, what, what fuels you? What do you, uh, you know, what, 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 what inspires you? What, what gets you out of bed of a morning? Oh, you know, life. Yeah. <laughs> We're only going to get one. My, and, mine, and mine includes the fact that I live in the best country in the world. Uh, I'm su- surrounded to an extent by a, a very unpolluted world to an extent at the moment. I love that and I want to keep it that way. But uh, it's also a place where I achieve great things from nothing. And, and I believe that there was that opportunity for my children and your children to do that as well. And, and what inspires me is to make sure that they have at least the same opportunities that I did. I don't think they do at the moment. I don't think the kids of today have the same opportunities as I did. Uh, they definitely don't have uh, pre-education, that's for sure. And, uh, they definitely don't have the clean air that I had. And, uh, and admittedly, back when I was a kid, we didn't really even understand what pollution was. There was so little of it, really. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, uh, I'm the first to admit I, I, I'm a sustainability advocate. But, you know, we dumped trash down a dead-end street. That's what you did in those days. You know what I mean? Because mm. uh, we didn't know any better. Mm. Yeah, there was, uh, but, but we know better now. And because we didn't know better for so long, we need to react quite quickly. Otherwise, our children... Uh, we'll be breathing air that creates more pandemics, creates more cancer, creates more ill health. You Pretty t- heavy conversation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, wanted, I wanted to lighten it up. You talked about being a kid. I mean, how, how much, uh, how different is what your kids are eating uh, to what you ate as a, as a child? Oh, tremendously. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, t- tremendous. Uh, in, in my lifetime, we've gone from eating one kilo of sugar a year per person yeah. to 75 kilos uh, of sugar per person on a world average. Um, and, and, you know, you, you drank the water, you drank a huge amount of water out of the tap because there was nothing really else to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely didn't drink lolly water and sugar water. Um, you definitely, my mum made every meal we ate or packed it for us at least. Uh, you didn't, you didn't eat anything that was preserved in plastic, mm-hmm. uh, preserved with chemicals and then delivered in plastic. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a far different world. Probably, and, and, and then I'm not saying it was better, uh, the best because we're a meat and three veg people. Yeah. So there's, there's even a better system than that now. But again, uh, the people that sort of, um, 
lead us um, lead us to uh, and allow other options to be available. How important today, Barry, is a healthy uh, diet to you? Well, I think if you've read my book, Life Force with Miguel, uh, when I got cancer, um, I knew from the last time. Um, see, I've had two different types of cancers. Both mm. of them, uh, uh, the doctors told me the first time I had three months to live. The second time they told me I had five years to live mm. uh, with the two different cancers. Now, I, my wife uh, is a huge believer in nutrition and, and a healthy lifestyle. And I know from my own summary of, of, of uh, or what he calls statistics is that many of the people that were on the ward with me the first time aren't with us now um, and there are a couple and they followed my um, uh, what's the word for it my guide mm. on really super con- conscious about the food we eat and the exercise we do and the way we prepare our bodies for the journey they're about to take on and will take on. Are there any things that are out of bounds, say coffee, alcohol? What uh, what can you and can't you have? Uh, well, you can have whatever you like, and, and it's, it, it, but it's about balance. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I love chocolate <laughs> and not the good chocolate. I love the rubbish. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, so, so, you know, I'm, uh, if I want that sometimes, I'll have that. But I will have a lot of water and I will make sure I exercise and I will make sure I'm conscious about other things. Not because uh, that's a chore, because I want to spend every second possible with my children. And, and, and if I said to you, see, I'm talking to you uh, from, from my seat, which is the seat where every time I seem to go to the doctors, they tell me my life's got a termination point and it's not that far in the future. So I look at life very differently. I know if I said, you, um, you know, if you eat better, you're going to live longer. You go, yeah, that's that's a great idea, but you you won't take it on because you haven't faced that expiry date yet. Yeah. And I tell you, I, I've been close enough to know if if tomorrow is my last day, and if I eat better, it means I get another hour. I'll eat better. Forgive me if this sounds a silly question based on what you've just said then, Barry, but having that diagnosis and being told about, you said, you know, expiry date and so forth, has that been in a way a blessing because otherwise you wouldn't have this perspective Then we obviously don't have the same perspective? No, totally. I mean, when I got cancer the first time, I was a, I'm a big guy, but I was about 115 kilos, probably 10 or 15 too many in the middle. I enjoyed a drink. I... Um, you know, I worked too hard. I didn't have a life balance. And uh, and if I hadn't got the cancer, I probably would have had a heart attack at 65 and dropped dead. Um, that's what happens to most people. <laughs> and uh, But I was lucky enough to be given a wake-up call, and it scared me. And I realize, you realize the preciousness of life. And, um, and it, like I said, if I told you, and I can't tell you this for a fact, but, and this isn't a fact, I'm just going to put a scenario to you. If I said to you, if you have a cold shower every second day of your life and you'll live only one week extra, you won't take that choice because you don't know what it's like to be over. Yeah. Gee, that's, uh, <laughs> that's very powerful. Very powerful. Um, yeah, because... In a week, if I said in a week you're dead, but if you had to take in that shower, you've got two weeks, you'd be spewing, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah, well, I'm not, I, I don't leave anything to chance. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to spew about, 
I'm not going to worry about anything when I die because I'm going to do everything I can to make the most of every second I'm on earth. Yeah. I'm just curious. I'm just going to backtrack for a second, Barry, to the uh, to the chocolate. You said the the bad stuff. When you say, well, it's obviously not the lint balls. What kind of chocolate are we talking about? No. Yeah, I love your caramello bears. <laughs> Miguel and Chris and Amanda call me the caramello bears. You know, yeah. uh, you know if there's they, they they know if there's one that's hard for me to turn away. Uh, and they're hard days. They're my hard days. So you know, our studio days are long, hard days, and and yeah. You, you let your guard down, but you know the next morning you're doing an extra sit up, and you might take a another five minutes on the walk along the beach, or yeah. spend a, you know a little bit longer in the meditation, or whatever it is. You know, I got a feeling we ask ask our guests on this program about uh, you know dream dinner party uh, guests that you would have, and those those guests can be dead or alive. Who would you invite if you had you know open table, open open budget, all that sort of stuff? I got a feeling your answer is going to revolve around family members for this one. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, my wife would be with me and the children, of course. But I, um, you know, not. I have been asked this question many times, tear truth, and it's not Jesus, and it's not Hitler, and it's not you know <laughs> uh, Kennedy and all that, because we know everything there is to know about those people. <laughs> uh, now, I um, it'd be someone that I don't know that has achieved a lot for humanity, and I'd like to learn more about that. Barry, uh, That's a boring answer for you. No, 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 How about I say the devil? No, <laughs> <laughs> no we prefer well, the honest check, approach. Checking if you're on the list because I want to know too if I'm on there. When you when you ask, can you find out if I'm on there or not? <laughs> I want to know whether I'm going up or yeah. down. I've got, a, I've got a fair idea. Um, the living room's been uh, an enormously uh, uh, a sustainable program that just keeps uh, going and going and going and going. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're going to hate me for it, but again, it's because of the balance. Mm. We have four very different people who are cohesive and love each other and care about each other, respect each other, but are very different people. And that is a healthy democracy. Are you comfortable um, being on camera? How's the, how's the, uh, the public, uh, face, being the public face of, of, of that show, how does that sit with you? Yeah, it was, I was very uncomfortable in the beginning. Uh, I had it the first year on the renovators, uh, it was interesting. I knew nothing about TV. I didn't want to be on TV. Um, uh, I took the the invite to TV as a sign, quite frankly, and I'm not religious in any regard, but I don't know if you know the story, but I was given three months to live, and after six attempts, the casting agent rang me up literally the moment I was told that and said, we'd do anything to give, get you on the show. I said, well, I'll tell you what, ring me back in three months. By answer, I'm on. And I was on six months later. No way. So, so uh, I, I thought, okay, she keeps ringing me up. These executives keep ringing me up, and they said that I should be on this show. Well, let's see what happens. And, uh, but I knew nothing, and uh, I thought it was a great show, though. And I, I'm not a big TV fan, I'll be honest. Uh, but I was a little. I, I, I enjoyed the process of teaching. I love teaching, and I did that on the renovators. And then I was blessed to meet Amanda Keller. And we met at a, uh, a Channel 10 function, and uh, it, it was just beautiful. Uh, she's a, an incredible human being. And I think the network got wind of that relationship, our closeness, and uh, they put the four of us together. And mm. it's just a beautiful show. It's, yeah. it's a show where it's one of the only shows I watch. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's not an egotistical thing. I like watching the other three. 
I don't particularly like watching myself, but I love those three guys. And I do love the relationship that we have. And I enjoy watching that. Watching us be happy makes me happy. We've had Chris on this podcast before and he's a, he's, oh, boy, he's a funny oh guy to say the least. My word, he's very quick. He's <laughs> very quick, Chris. He's an incredibly intelligent fella. He's very caring and uh, he's a little guarded in the beginning, but he's a, he's a beautifully deep person, a great humanitarian. And, and that means a lot to me. Like I said, him and I are very different. Uh, Miguel and I, we're all very different, yeah. but we're all very respectful and loving and caring and, and we want to be cohesive and I think if you want to be it's like I said in the beginning just, we talk about everything yeah. anything that needs to be discussed we love discussing it because we know the four of us will come up with a really nice outcome Hey Barry, when if pe- we were like politicians, we would have only lasted one year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When when people say to you, you inspire me, and uh, and your story's inspirational, how does that make you feel? Uh, it's one of the gifts of um, what I have, and I hate the word celebrity, but it, one of the gifts of celebrity is to share uh, your life story and, and and the ups and downs of it to empower others. And that's what we do on the show. It's what I try and do with the hurdles that I've faced in my life, and um, you know. Anything. If I if someone decides today that they're going to eat better because of this discussion, you've got to be happy with that. Yeah. Yep. Hey, good luck with you the run for the Senate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a difficult. People are very apathetic. It's. Um, I think I will get great support. But what we don't realise is the powers that be, the major parties, don't want people like me in there. And um, there's a lot of there's more hurdles in getting uh, an opportunity to advocate for the average man than there is in everyday life. I can tell you that. Not yeah. More power to you, mate. And uh, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, good luck for the future. Thank you. Good on you. They said you were going to ask me my favourite meal. I've been thinking about the whole oh, time. You no. never asked me. Oh, we didn't. All right. Well, we what? got off track, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. We got, we got diverted. Some bloke, some bloke kept talking about other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's what happened. So tell, uh, and, so and, tell and, us. And, you know, well, I, I love Miguel's paella. There's no doubt about that, but not because of the way it tastes, because of the way he cooks it. I just love what she cook. I love anything my wife cooks. She does an amazing thing with um, – Trout and fennel and capers and tomato in paper. I really love that. Oh, wow. But my go-to, if I had to have one dish for the rest of my life, it would be spaghetti bolognese. Oh, the good old spag bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the Aussie, it's the Aussie go-to, I reckon. Yeah, well, is, you can chuck you can chuck anything you like into it. That's what I like about it. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. My dad's uh, my dad's little hidden secret. He, he used to put peas into it and. Uh, Peas and chopped up carrot, you thought it was great. Do you know what? I my my boss, someone I know, puts pineapple in it. Puts oh, pineapple my and spaghetti. Goodness. Yeah, it's not right, that's, is it? That's a little weird. No, no. Yeah. Can you uh, can you legislate against pineapple <laughs> being in bolognese when you get into parliament? Surely. I'm glad you said that because I want people to understand this. I can't legislate for anything, but I can scrutinize legislation yeah. for you to make sure you get a fair go from that legislation. That's right, you can too. There yeah. you go. A fair go against pineapple yeah, for Exactly. <laughs> good on you, Barry. Thanks so much for your time, mate, and uh, and good luck for the future. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye-bye. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au Some very salient points there yeah. about just stopping and smelling the roses. Yeah, look, it's it's simple. The, the simplest messages yeah. are often the most effective, and I think in this case we get one life, Kevin, one life. It's not mm. a dress rehearsal, so yeah. make the most of it. 
And and he's right that that thing really resonated with me after we did this interview, and it was a couple of days ago now. Um, I really had a, a a long think about that that whole thing where he said if someone gave you a, a use an, an end date, yeah. and then said you can have another week or you can have yeah. another, you would you yeah. do you and and I can understand that now I totally understand for many for a lot of my life I haven't understood that but after speaking to him it actually mm. made sense to me light bulb moment yeah and uh, may may his future be long and and glorious with uh, with his family and uh, and his uh, media and all career. the best with your political aspirations yeah. and oh. career too spot oh, in the senate shit, with any please. luck <laughs> all right we oh. uh, we thank Barry for his time we wish him all the very best uh, and now we get to I don't know what we were thinking with Friday food poll Kevin what were you thinking was it you or was it me who's we white girl <laughs> <laughs> well, I just put it out there. Yeah, no. Big M's were massive, weren't they? Oh, I have a confession to make about this okay. at the end. And I just thought well, if I was going to do a Big M flavour for Friday Food Poll, what mm-hmm. would it be? And I thought let's do the most random, obscure one I can think mm-hmm. of. I almost went Blue Heaven, but instead I've decided to ask the question, are you a fan of the egg flip Big M? Let me speak on behalf of Mervyn Gregory Hughes, former Australian cricket player, who says, that's a nay from me. <laughs> capital N, capital A, capital Y. Okay, pretty definite there. Mm. Oh, my mum used to make an egg flip for me after school. You break an egg yolk into a glass of milk and you flip it around and you chug it down. Chomp says Ooh. nay from me. My wife has them as number one. Well, there yep. you go. Cockroach off the Twitter says, yay, they were awesome. <laughs> Guru Shmoo, nay, face vomiting. Yes. Oh. Alan says nay. Kerry Rodder says, I could never even bring myself to try it. Eggs only belong in an egg carton, not a milk carton. Good, good <laughs> Yuck. Call. I mean, what the hell is an egg flip anyway? Your everyday person would say it is a spatula. That's very yeah, funny. That's very good. <laughs> and Caroline Rigby said exactly in response to Kerry's comment. Deb Murphy says, this and Strawbridge got two vomit emojis yep. there. Uh, now, Davin? Yeah, very good. <laughs> you got to... your name right this week, Davin. <laughs> Kaveen, to... <laughs> Kaveen got you right. <laughs> I, look, I look at Sarah over here and I go, is that right? Uh, and Davin says, yay, loved it. There you go. Oh. Sue Landry, no way, that's just nasty, another well, vomit emoji. Ben Rodder says a big nay from me. Terry Daniel, 2DD, I haven't had one for ages, but I'll say yay. Oh, really? Luke says <laughs> they were the greatest. Silvana, yes, love it. And why? Wayne says, now let's start off here with a massive no. What the hell is an egg flip anyway? It's sort of been described up until now. Uh, Cow boob juice and a bum nut does not sound like an appetising combination to any of us who still possess at least a scrap of our sanity. You would only think this was good if you just dropped a couple of tabs of LSD and and even then you wouldn't drink this runny, yellow, calf scour-like carton of excrement as it's pretty hard to get a big M when there's a big purple dragon guarding the fridge. Uh, or maybe Big M owns a custard factory as well, and every time someone screws up a batch, they whack it in the cartons and sell it to uh, us tasteless idiots as limited edition. In the food world, anything limited edition is either a mistake or a run-out item. He's right there, you know. Yeah. Think about it. Their businesses. Yeah. If something was that good, and this is what happens with the egg flip, they do drag it out two or three times a year. Yeah, they do. But if it was that good, it would be in their range all the time so they could make yeah. money out of it. They just wheel crap ideas out every few years, drape it uh, with false nostalgia and wait for people to buy it because it reminds them of days long gone. <laughs> then 
If you do buy it, you realise it was bloody awful then, <laughs> it's bloody awful now. Uh, then uh, the said item goes away, only to be willed out to the masses again in a few years. Anything limited edition tastes horrible, so save your money. What an interesting take on that. I'd never thought of it that way about limited edition. If they yep. were so good, you'd have them all the time, wouldn't you? Of course. Do you know what? Um, back in the day... I'm, I'm assuming too that the, uh, the it's a big nose on oh. the, overwhelming. Oh. <laughs> Back oh. in the day, we um, had um, the, the 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 big ticket item to have if you were a young girl was a big M flavored or smelly hula hoop. You could get them in a banana, a chocolate, or a strawberry Back in <laughs> flavor, the day. and they smelled like well chemical banana. That's I had a banana one. Banana hula hoop. Sorry, the hula hoop was scented. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Scratch and smell hula hoops. A banana. Yeah. The, the big end banana is horrible. It tastes like a science experiment. I quite liked it. And oh, as I did sniffed the mine ex, quite a as bit. Did the ex, you what? I sniffed it quite a bit. Probably but, explains a lot. Back in the <laughs> day for a young boy, the big uh, must-have item was a big M girl, not anything else. Um, <laughs> the big M campaign, legendary. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I didn't like big M at all. No. I still don't like big no. M. If you had to pick a flavour, though, which would be your favourite? Oh, chocolate. Yeah. No, iced coffee. No. Oh, again. Oh, It's Kevin. all got that chemical kind of taste about it, that yeah. synthetic-y taste like They the, came out yeah. with some weird random ones. Oh. So they choc orange. Blue Heaven was ridiculous. Well, what flavour? Chocolate what, was ridiculous. Sorry, what flavour? What is flavoured blue besides blueberries? Chicken. <laughs> Isn't that the answer to all those sort of And things? on that note, <laughs> we digress. Our thing, yeah, uh, look, I'm going to be like the black in the beer commercial. I don't like Big M very much. Uh, <laughs> you sound like um, the guy in the VB ad. John Mellion. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to say my mate William McGuinness, who, d- who does oh, yes. these days. Oh, yes. Well, him he too. Does these days. Yes. Uh, that's what the blue uh, Big M tastes like, beer. Uh, Poor old William McGuinness, fellow doggy supporter. Yeah, well, he's in mourning as well. He sent me a... Uh, he did. He yeah. sent you a text. <laughs> he did. <laughs> we're both in mourning. Uh, and we're going to do lines out of his latest uh, newsreader film to describe exactly what it was all about. <laughs> None of which we can do on a podcast no. or anywhere else except in the back room of a bar somewhere. Hey, thanks again to Barry Dubois yeah. from The Living Room uh, for, for joining us on the program. They're a really important yep. uh, message that he had there, I think, and, and we'll take that with us as we go. Till next time when Lisa Miller will join us from the ABC. I can't wait. Are we getting arty-farty here? We, yes. we are just, well, what does to say? They're beating a path to our draw or, or we're beating a path to theirs? We're beating a path to yeah, theirs. Well, okay. And we managed to get to Lisa's and we got her on <laughs> next week, so we look forward to that. Uh, take care, look after yourself. Don't forget cheeselinks.com.au. Good on you, Janet. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.